0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Elevate Coaching Podcast and you are in for a treat today. If you are a high achieving woman who feels like you're very unlucky in love, that you just can't find the right person for you no matter what you do and you just don't have any luck in the dating world, this is the episode for you. Pippa helps us dive deep into why often us high-achieving women can struggle in love and can struggle with relationships. There's going to be so many practical takeaways that you can take away from this episode. And I'm a little bit nervous to share it because I do expose myself slightly in this episode, but super, super valuable make sure that you are connected with Pippa, you go follow her on Instagram, she's got lots of different resources, masterclasses and things that you can take part in, so follow her, connect with her and I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Jack, welcome and I want to dive straight in with the first question which I think is something that will be on a lot of people's mind and definitely our listeners but how can we actually cultivate more happiness in our lives
1: it's a big question again it's never really like a one size fits all like blanket policy statement that you can give people there's like key phrases and things and topics that come up for me where if I was working with someone for example or just having a conversation on how to be happy the key things that come up for me right off the bat the very surface level stuff is values a living alarm of your values. Um it's genuinely doing the things that like light you up and that you enjoy on a day to day basis. It doesn't need to be for the whole day, so it needs to be like a twenty four seven holiday, but just doing the little things that you enjoy. Um another thing that's coming up for me is you know, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, it's everyone's own perspective on it. We are in a world now where money is king, um or queen. It's this you know, mm-hmm. it's there's a thing that we that we have to focus on and it's Unfortunately, therefore, we have to work to earn money, um, and working takes up a large portion of the day. Um, Jimmy Carr said this in a podcast once: the meaning of life, in his opinion, is to enjoy the passage of time. And I completely agree with mm. it. So, a larger portion of our time is is work. So we need to be doing something that we actually enjoy doing, rather than just following a pursuit of something such as money, which potentially is meaningless depending on what you spend it on. So, there are the few things that come up for me right off the bat. Um, I want to. I'll touch on values real quick. Um So a surefire way to live an unhappy life, so like kind of reversing it. a surefire way to live an unhappy life is to live against your values or to not live in line with your values. It's a very like a very simple blueprint. So if you can flip that, you just think, hey, what do I actually like doing in life? like what lights me up? What, what do I actually enjoy doing? Is it certain topics? is it certain conversations? Do that. It's very simple in my opinion. That's just my belief system. It's just mm-hmm. do that as much as physically possible. Um, and I believe that, that that is possible. That again, that's my belief system. Um, and it serves me quite well because if I don't want to do something, I'll, I'll steer away from it. I won't do it full stop or I'll work towards doing something I want to do. So it's, it's kind of those things to me where I think just overall having the belief system that things can be better for you um, and just to do those things as much as possible because you like them, love them, and they light you up. Mm-hmm. So... I would say that's quite a key topic for me on like kind of values as such. And then again, we probably can get into it in terms of like your job, satisfaction, things like that. But I think values is a, is a key way to live in line with what you like and enjoy to cultivate the happiness that people may be like, you know, searching for or looking for.
0: Yeah, and I, I definitely agree. And, you know, even when I was on your podcast, where I think we spoke about values quite a bit as well. And I just think understanding your values is so integral for every part of your life. Like I check in with myself with every decision I make. It's like, Mm -hmm. is this aligned with my values? If it's not, it's a straight and easy no, like I don't need to think about it. But if Mm -hmm. it is, then I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going for it because this is really what I want. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head here because sometimes it can be like really conflicting to Mm Or if I give you an example, let's just say you're someone and you're, the, the example I want to give is like you're someone and your value is family, okay, but you spend all of your time at work, work's really important to you, but you're sacrificing your core value, which is family, for work, yeah. so that person is living out of alignment, How can they change that situation? Given, like, we have to work. We need to earn money. We can't just we. You know, we don't have the luxury of just quitting and being like, family is really important to me. That's what I'm going to focus on. How can someone in that situation turn things around?
1: I think you have to look at the bigger picture, and I said this on. a I was on a podcast or a conversation recently. I said you have to kind of play it smart. Um, And what I mean by that is just thinking a bit more in depth into it. it is a a much bigger thing than, oh, shit, I'm not living along with my values, I must therefore quit my job. And it's like, okay, well, what's the adverse impacts of you quitting your job? Are your family going to suffer? Maybe not in one or two days, maybe in a few weeks if you're not working. So therefore, you're actually living against it if you then quit your job. So you have to then kind of really play it smart. Like if you're looking at a long game. And what I mean by long game is if you want a life of freedom, you might have to work a lot more in the short term to then have the freedom in the long term to then in line be in line more with your values and spend more time with your family in that example. So this is what I mean by play it smart. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the multi-surface layers of the decisions you make, the things you do, the things you're looking to plan long term. There's just way more, there's way more to it. Um, but again, it all comes down to belief system that is like it is doable. Um, you know, in the short yeah. term, you want to spend more time with your family, but you're working a lot. Okay, well, micro analyze all your hours outside of work, and then maximize that to live in line with your values. Like, how much time are you spending against the values? Do more of that um what's your long-term mm. plan why is that your long-term plan is that because of the family time if it's not changed that because again back to your value so it, there's no like quick uh, winning the lottery of course it's going to be a quick fire way of doing it but mm. you have to just play it a little bit smart and a simplified way of saying that is just think more you mm. know a lot of people don't think as much as they probably should about certain situations they get really pff, the word that just came out from me was like emotional about it and they just get into like oh well i can't mm. do anything i'm just going to stay and they stay in there like victim mode, so to speak. Yeah. But you just then have to think more and actually just then make it work or you give up and you stay. And that's just kind of where I get to sometimes with my conversations with people. It's like, okay, you either do this thing or you don't. The choice is yours, but who's gonna suffer with mm. the adverse impacts of not doing it? It's you. So, you know, it's, to so come back to your example, it's just being a bit smart and thinking about all these certain avenues and time scales and people involved in your emotions and your time. Obviously I could sit here and go through all the thought processes you need to go through overall just really be smart with your decisions and and the reason why that is okay for you is because you want the thing that's at the end of it to bring myself back off that tangent Mm. it's it's you want the the end result so think about it more and spend some time on it and just work to actually get to where you want to be is kind of where my my brain is going for that one really
0: Mm, and On the subject of joy as well, because you mentioned that a moment, and you said about doing more things that bring you joy. What if you don't know what actually brings you joy? Where do you start?
1: I think we could, the word passion comes up for me. It's like a bigger picture, the whole passion concept. But we could talk about just the, the element of passion, joy. I think people wait for things to fall on them. They'll like, that. I don't really know what I like doing in life. I don't really know what, what I want to do for a job. I don't really know what I want to do for a career. And they're just waiting for it to fall out of the sky and slap them in the face. And then they'll give that a go. But the the question that comes to me is, well, how many things have you tried? You know, if you don't know, what, you don't know what brings you joy, how many things have you tried to bring you joy? Have you tried maybe one or two things that your friends have done and your parents like imposed on you, or your partner said it's fun? Or have you actually done some self-exploration slash... Just tried a few things and took some action. Like you could be the best rock climber in the world, but I guarantee you've not booked a rock climbing course or or a class. Or you could be the best painter in the world, but you haven't picked up a pencil. Oh, you're you're bad at reading. How many times have you tried to read? It's like just mm. trying new things again, thinking outside the box. You know, you, you people just wait and they stay and they sit and they're not creating. They're not the curators of their existence and their life. They just waiting for like the thing to just go oh I've just seen this Instagram advert let's give that a go I'm like no dude Let's like, just google like what to do in my area <laughs> and just try it just try some yeah. stuff be inquisitive be 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 a director not just like you know the person who's just a bit of a pawn and just like moves around and they get shoved and pushed around it's like fucking try some stuff and just see what you actually enjoy so, I, I know I talk and articulate things in such a simplistic manner that it's like well Jack that sounds really easy No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, the belief system I have is like, okay, you want to do it then? (laughs) Just move towards it, you know?
0: Yeah, and on that, just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. Like, often the things I teach my clients are very simple and basic. And I think that's why people often dismiss it because they're like, oh, it's so simple. Like, that can't really work. But simple Mm. doesn't equate to easy. Um, And I think that's just Mm. really important to highlight, but everything you said there like I really resonate with from like my own personal journey because when I moved to Wales I had no friends and as an adult it's super hard to make friends like especially being self-employed I don't have a place of work to go I don't have you know anyone I need to interact with and I put myself out there and I you know I done rock climbing uh, indoor rock climbing I've done nice all sorts of different things. Yeah, art classes, just putting myself out there and saying yes to doing things that make me feel really uncomfortable. But it's those moments that actually make us grow as a person. And a lot of the listeners might be self-employed as well, business owners, and they might often spend a lot of time isolated at home working from their laptop mm-hmm. without socialising and it can be so easy to get stuck in that cycle I know it is for me and I really have to challenge mm-hmm. and push myself to go Laura you're going out today you're doing this you're saying yes to this thing that someone's invited you to
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I often so much resistance to want to do those things like oh I don't really want to go I can't be bothered I'd rather do this I'd rather walk my dog or something mm-hmm. that feels safe and secure I go And then I'm like, that was brilliant. Like, why did I not want to go? I've met new people. I've had a really exciting conversation or someone has introduced me to someone, which has led to an amazing opportunity that I would never have had before. And it can be hard when you are just stuck. But I think if people can get really curious and look at things from an exciting point of view, it can definitely help with that. Um, curated of more like happiness and, and joy in your life as well.
1: Yeah, I uh, so- I think it's the very the the concept of um, resistance is very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Very prevalent in trying new things um, or being mm. being uncomfortable or getting out mm. of a state of comfort because and and I read this in a book somewhere and it's um. I kind of simplified how I perceived the thing that I read which is say for example let's use that rock climbing analogy right just whilst it's in my head so you're the type of person who wants to try something new and they want to be active and meet new people but like rock climbing is the first thing on their mind but they don't want to do it but they also do want to do it at the same time and you might be sitting there thinking why is my brain like completely in a 50-50 right now it's very simple I have a deal or I don't want to do it no not really consciously you want the things that that thing is going to give you and that sentence sounded strange you mm. want the things that that thing is going to give you and that means you want the enjoyment you want the socializing you want the you want to reap the benefits of doing that thing but actions have consequences and taking that action provides a new consequence that might you be perceived as negative which is discomfort and going back to the point I read in, in the book I can't remember which book it was it's the concept that your feelings only know how they feel. And that sounds really strange, but for example, discomfort, mm. uncomfortability, if that's even a word, feeling uncomfortable isn't nice. You don't really want to do that. So imagine if that feeling of discomfort is a person like in your head. He's he or she is saying to you, like, you don't want to do this right now. This is not going to feel very good. Let's avoid this. Hallow resistance. So thinking about mm. it that way. Just on the point here about resistance, thinking about your feelings and emotions and, th- and thoughts and intuition, et cetera, in that way, can give you a little bit of understanding of how your brain works. Cause it's just trying to keep you safe, alive, fed, sheltered and like, okay, bare minimum. And then you can be like, okay, brain, I get you. I appreciate you. Thank you for like trying to keep me alive, but I'm just gonna do this anyway lean into discomfort and nine times out of ten you're going to thank yourself like you said because you've gone oh my god that was so great like why didn't I do that sooner so it's just leaning into that discomfort and knowing that that's there for a reason and the resistance is there for a reason and just being okay with it because you're not realistically you're not going to die so (laughs) things are going to be fine for you
0: yeah yeah and I I always say to my clients and pretty much everyone you know when you when you can follow that good feeling inside and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to have resistance when there's that good feeling but that feeling of excitement like yeah I want to go for this like it always leads to something good like whenever i followed it it's never led me down a path that i've not wanted to go down or if anything i may have been like oh i'm glad i tried that but not really my cup of tea and actually I've discovered that I want to try something else off of the back of doing this thing so it never really leads you to a bad path I think it always just leads you closer and closer and closer to where you're meant to be
1: yeah I think um you, it's a perspective also like even if you didn't enjoy the thing that you tried you can use it as a learning a very simple one of oh, I did not really like that I want to do it again that's a win <laughs> like it, mm. it's like yeah. look at it as a win rather than like oh, I'll waste my time it's a perspective it's all a perspective
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know that you were in quite a low place one time yourself. So how did you actually Mm -hmm. pull yourself out of that situation and get yourself to where you are right now?
1: I think I just kind of got sick of feeling low for like for at the time, Mm -hmm. like, of course, it wasn't in my awareness, but at the time for no reason. Of course, that was wrong because that the you know we're not born unhappy. Things happen to us that make us happy or unhappy. Um, so at the time, I kind of just got sick of feeling low, and I think I just asked the questions like this: this just has to be more than this. There has to be that like, my emotions can't be this low for no reason. Um, so now I just went into like full self exploration mode and trying mode. So I just bought the Wim Hof book. I did like one meditation mm. and a cold shower, and I was like, Oh, I feel great. Hold on, doing new things or doing things makes you feel X. So why don't I just figure out what X is, are you happiness, and just try to do that thing? So I knew that going for a walk in lockdown, listening to the 1975 for an hour and a half made me feel good. So I've done that every single day. Like, what emotion do you think that's going to provide you with happiness? If I sat in a dark room and got continuous dopamine hits and fried my dopamine in my brain for hours on end on TikTok and Instagram, what do you think? What do you think that emotion is going to be on the forefront of my mind? Disappointment, like lack of gratitude, um, sadness. So this is why, and I said this in another podcast and I was like, I have to circle back and like cover myself here because it's a really broad statement that negative emotions are a lot of the time, in my opinion, down to choice. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, of course, everyone's situation is incredibly difficult and there are going to be things, health problems, family issues, finance and things that you cannot control, Mm -hmm. but you can control the things that to a certain extent and a large proportion the things that you do and the things that you think about. So if you can take action, and this is why I say to all my clients, like, welcome to self-development. Congratulations, you're about to change your fucking life. Two-pronged approach. Yeah. One, take aligned action with the thing that you think is going to make you happy. And two, change the perspective on the stuff that you don't like so that you're grateful for it or you can accept it. Where can you go wrong in mm. that equation? Like, there's just no room mm. for error. Of course, me and you know we're in this game. There, there are peaks and toughness and difficulties, but if you can just have the belief system that you can take actions to make yourself feel happy or look at stuff differently to be okay with it quicker than, than you did before or find the yeah. positives of that thing, you're not gonna go wrong. So going back to your point and like coming back off that tangent in my experience, I just said enough is enough and I started doing things that made me feel good and I started practicing gratitude and thinking differently, which mm. was 99.9% of the work is just thinking intentionally, if that makes sense
0: yeah 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 no completely and even if I think back to myself when I went through you know the abortion and the domestic abuse Mm -hmm. at the time that was a horrific period of my life like I didn't feel grateful for Mm -hmm. it at all it was a let's just keep your head above water period of time but keeping Mm -hmm. my head above water doing all of the work um as I was coming out of the depths of that darkness and I started to realize actually there's a silver lining in this and I can find the silver lining and I get to choose how I feel about this experience and this situation and I choose and it's not even a choice like it really is a strong belief of mine like I believe it to my core that those things happen to me for a reason to get me onto the path that I'm on Today, and if I hadn't mm-hmm. have experienced those things, I would have been stuck in my sales nine to five role, doing whatever I was doing, living quite a mediocre mm-hmm. life, going through the motions. But that experience changed me. And instead mm-hmm. of living in that pain, I've turned that pain into my purpose and my mm-hmm. and my reason to move forward. So now I'm like, I can't give up. Because I went through Mm -hmm. all of that and I'm not going through all of that to end back up in that same situation. Like that was not going to be in vain. And you said something, um, you know, about we get to choose how we want to feel. And I absolutely Mm -hmm. agree with you on that. And, you know, like you said, some things are out of our control, family, health, financial circumstances. We can't necessarily always control those things, but Mm -hmm. you do get to choose how you feel. And, you know, there's so many amazing people that talk about this. Like you look at Bruce Lipton, you look at um, Andrew Huberman, Joe Rogan, you know, all of those great podcasts. And they talk about constantly the power of our thoughts. And mm-hmm. without getting a little bit woo-woo, because, you know, I, I am a little bit on the woo-woo You're side like of things. Wo- wo. But yeah, yeah. But when we um, energetically, and I don't mean energetically, like in a fairy airy fairy way I you know positive emotions are energy low emotions are energy as well and people can feel those things but when you start to have more high energy feelings like happiness excitement contentment you start to become a match for those things in your life Um, Mm and just like if you have a, a shitty thought about something that can really spiral quite quickly into like a whole stream of negative thoughts and then your day is ruined. But if you can catch yourself and you can stop that downward stream, like that, those negative thoughts, you can change your day. But what I'm trying to get at here is when you choose how you feel and you get better at it, a little bit like gratitude practice, I guess, you start to automatically attract those things to you without trying. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about this, because I'm sure you will probably have a different um, perspective from like your coaching experience on how that works, why that works. And if you have like, any more thoughts on that, really?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I think Uh, I definitely want to talk about that one thing I do want to go back to real quick though is when you said like for you it's not a choice it's like a really firmly held like belief Mm -hmm. in your core and I think it's really interesting because what a belief actually is it's just like a firmly held opinion solidified in a belief Mm -hmm. and an opinion can change so this is just to back up the point that like beliefs can change like the, the Santa Claus analogy for kids is a really easy one to choose like Santa's the kids believe in Santa until like they they find evidence that it's not and then they believe something different well hang on reality hasn't changed mm. their perspective has so it is it is all choice and thought and like using just to back up my point and then just to reaffirm what you've done and to celebrate that when you went through that difficult period everything you were thinking about was a choice that is a choice mm. at the end of it you could have, or do you know what, even through that, you could have chosen thoughts that give you a lack of hope. You could have chosen thoughts mm. to give up. You could have chosen thoughts thinking, when this is over, I'm going to be depressed for a long, long, long time. And you couldn't have chosen to take it anyway. Mm. You could have been in the same stuck position. That was a choice for you. So, you know, whether whether you could have changed that situation or not, It's a it, in, in what I'm discussing here, it's irrelevant because this is like an empowerment choice, an empowered choice that you made mm. to turn it into a positive rather than sitting with the past, dwelling, and being like this has happened to me and I can't do anything. And I flipped that. And you flip that. And and you now believe that you flipped that for a purpose and a reason. And you're thanking yourself for that. So this what I'm saying here is just to like celebrate that and reaffirm the concept mm. of choice. And once you hold that belief system that you can choose your reality through thought and perspective you can live whatever fucking life you want for the, for the positive so I just wanted to touch on that real quick Um, and I think it's uh, you know an incredibly apparent thing that you did going back to your point of the gratitude piece and thinking in a certain way mm. so I think I think people see me as a life coach and just think on the very first session I'm going to tell them to go for a walk tell them tell me what things they like about their life and to meditate for 10 minutes and that's it I'm like no motherfucker no this is not how this works the the change happens 99% of the time from thinking differently. So how this basically works, and just to kind of explain in how I perceive it anyway, our reality, like this desk, I've got this laptop on the outside world, this conversation with you, like my relationship, everything is how I perceive it, full stop. So if you're listening to this, my life to you is completely different to my life to my life, if that makes sense. It's my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just all in my head. Like it is all in my head. So. The only thing we have is thought. Um, I don't really know what thoughts are. They're just sounds and and sights and feelings that I can create things in my head and then I just project it onto my reality. That's kind of how I perceive it. Probably a wrong answer, but I don't really know too much about that. I do know that thoughts create our reality. So going back to your question and point of how do thoughts work? How can we hack them? Because you can hack them to improve the quality of your life. If you give me someone who is clinically depressed, uh, if you give me someone who is not been diagnosed with depression, but they have a drastic opinion that their life is very sad and low and negative, etc. If mm-hmm. I could be like a puppet master, if I could go inside their brain, if I was like Dr. Strange from Marvel and I could muck about with their brain, all their thoughts. If I could like factually in their opinion, change every single aspect of life and the way that they looked at it so they found all the things that they were grateful for they woke up excited for their day because they were looking at it from a grateful point of view and they actually enjoyed it with positive outlooks and excitement and things like that they again took aligned action that comes from thought and changed their life which comes from thought because they need to take action they looked at the positives all the time if they were like the guru of looking like life for a positive lens and they were really good at doing what they're passionate about and they again just continue all the things i'm talking about here are just continuous positive thought fast forwards a number of months and i'll explain how the brain works with repetition do you think that person is either going to be quote-unquote cured here or do you think uh, just alongside that do you think they're going to have drastically less depressive symptoms than they were before i believe and you may disagree with it or not i if anyone listening i don't care this is my belief system i think drastically so i just don't see how that isn't going to change mm-hmm. if they're looking at things for a mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 percent positive outlook on life as best as possible for a large proportion of time i just think that's just how things mm-hmm. work now going back to the point of how this actually works we have a part of our brain called the reticular activating system or the ras it's round up i think it's around about the front part of the brain now this part of your brain is built up of values and beliefs so picture the scene this part of your brain doesn't value your life and believes you're not worthy of happiness what do you think you're going to feel and think on a day-to-day basis you're going to think my life's pointless and i don't like anything okay well how about we intentionally so right now think of a pink elephant congratulations thinking of a pink elephant therefore we know we can choose thoughts just by hearing seeing writing thinking things Think about what things you're Mm -hmm. grateful for. Really, really try. Think about looking on the positive side of this thing that's just happened to you. Think about changing your life for the better. Imagine that for tens of thousands of thoughts every single day. Now, this reticular activating system that is now valuing your life and believing that things can be better for you, that strengthens. It strengthens just like a muscle. Mm -hmm. Train it every single day with intentional thought. Journaling is a great way of doing this and meditation, of course. Where can you go wrong? your your brain and is going to work for you, and your life is going to be positively affected as an impact of that. And as a byproduct, you're going to find more things to be grateful for. You're going to be happier, you're going to be more elated, you're going to be more excited. Because your brain is now just naturally going, oh, that's great. Oh, that's really good in my life. I love this coffee right now. Oh, my, look at my phone. Look how many friends I've got right now. You might have one or two. That mm. might be enough for you if you want it to be, if you think about it. Like everything I'm saying here is doable. You just have to think about it. And that point yeah. I raised, and I'm going to shut up in a second because I'm going off on a huge tangent here. But that no, point I said bearing. about, uh, think of a pink elephant. It's, you can think whatever you want to or hear or write down. So that's why I say, okay, grab a pen and paper, write down five things Mm -hmm. you're grateful for and write down five things that you'd tell yourself if you was to like really boost your self esteem and confidence. I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm a hard worker, I'm a great friend, I'm a great partner. Repetition with that reticular activating system fast forward a certain amount of time, you're gonna believe that you're beautiful, a great friend, a hard worker, a great partner and you're recognizing things you're grateful for. So in summary, it's your choice. Everything's your choice. You just got to think about things how you want to and just move with it. I don't even know what your question was, Laura, but whatever it was, I'm hoping I answered it okay.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Because I feel like there's just sometimes like this big misconception that all of these things that I talk about, we talk about is airy-fairy. And obviously I have my spiritual side, but for me, mm-hmm. being spiritual, it's just being in touch with who I am at my core. It's being human. Mm-hmm. It's Enjoying nature, it's self-awareness, it's going inward, it's self-development, um, and just having a belief in something that's greater and bigger than me. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. something that's airy-fairy, and I just find it so fascinating that there's so much more research coming out that actually backs a lot of these things, which were maybe mm-hmm. sort of, you know, pushed to the side and not really taken seriously a good few years ago. Mm.
1: It just
0: absolutely fucking blows my mind how incredible the human mind is and the human body like we can turn our life around with the power of our thoughts like it's fucking insane <laughs> like insane
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's um <sighs> like, if yeah you, if you if you again think about things differently and like when i say take aligned action i just mean like go for a cold dip because it's going to give you the same dopamine release that a shot of cocaine would and you're gonna then get like that's multiple crazy. hours worth of dopamine increase. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it crazy, the whole quality? Yeah. I think it's like 2.5x. If I've heard that study wrong, please someone feel free to correct me, but I think I heard it correctly. It's a 2.5x in dopamine over a certain amount of hours yeah. of, of just doing a cold dip. Um, so that's one short. That, that, again, you're choosing to do that. For example, I just went for a walk around the beach. I love looking at the beach. That's gonna make me feel good. I took my shoes and socks off and Mm. I walked through grass. So I did some grounding and then just Googled, oh, what is grounding? And I'm like looking into that a bit more because I'm an energetically charged being. There's energy in the ground. So I might just give that a go. It might not work for me. It might, but like, do you know what I mean? It's just like choosing to do these things that are probably gonna make me feel better than if I hadn't have done it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I took Dylan to the beach, not yesterday, day before. And I'd done some grounding. I was like, I just need to touch Mother Earth. Like, I just need to be in tune with nature. And when I did, I just suddenly felt calm. I was like, this is good. This is an out breath is what it felt like. And I hug trees all the time, always touching them, stroking them, like fascinated by them. But they just make me feel so good and connected. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, a lot of research into grounding as well and the electromagnetic field that us humans have, that we have with Earth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, there's way more research into uh, into all of those things. It's actually a really interesting documentary I watched. Pretty sure it's called Grounding on Gaia.
1: Nice.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of Gaia, but it's a little bit like a spiritual Netflix <laughs> I've, I've, oh, no. uh, there's
1: a book that got uh, suggested to me, so I, I think there's a delay on our call. If I talk over you, I apologize, but I got I got uh, recommended a book with about Guy, which is like the whole Earth and things that so I didn't read it too much because it was way too sciencey for me. But yeah, I've definitely heard of the concept, and I'm way more interested in what I would have classed five years ago as woo woo, or even like a year ago now yeah. as woo woo. But I'm like, no, th- I'm just a, a human fucking being, and this stuff is probably gonna benefit me. So like, why would I not look into it? So I have to like quiet down my left brain and allow my right brain to be like, oh, let's feel, you know, mm-hmm. rather than do
0: yeah yeah like don't overthink it if something feels good just let it feel good because i i sometimes think oh my god like if i'm on my own and i'm doing this stuff on my own as well i feel better when i've got a friend with me because i feel like it's less weird (laughs) but i was (laughs) literally like yeah well i do but i was literally just on the floor like my hands were on the floor and everything and i was just feeling the earth and i thought oh my god god forbid if anyone sees me doing this right now (laughs) but It felt so fucking good, like, just so nice and relaxing just to be in touch with Earth. Like, I have these moments where I'm, like, looking up at the sky. I'm like, oh, my God, we're on a giant spinning rock Mm
1: -hmm. in
0: the middle of space held on by gravity. And I'm worrying about the smallest thing possible. Like, I'm floating around on a rock on space. Like, what the fuck? (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it doesn't actually matter. But again, that's like you choosing to think about it and then it's like, that's gonna make you feel better because you believe that it does, so do it. And it's and it's like a reaffirmation of everything we're talking about. That that you're interested in that thing, makes you feel good, brings you an element of comfort. So think about it rather than thinking about things that, oh, oh my God, do you remember that? what happened to me years ago? How sad was that? Okay, congratulations, you're about to feel sadness, yeah. which you don't want. So yeah, it's like a reaffirmation of what we're talking about, it's great.
0: So on sadness, actually, what can someone do if they notice that they're having these thoughts that don't feel good? How can they change their state?
1: So interesting. yeah. So it's kind of like a two. I kind of saw two questions in that. I'll, I'll answer the concept of like changing state first. And then I go back to the element of sadness, because I think, you know, if we if we avoid I mean, first of all, you can't. Things are going to make you sad in life. But, you know, if we can reduce the symptoms of sadness and, and feeling low, then that's going to, as a byproduct, like flip it and you're going to feel better. That's like very obvious, of course. But in terms of changing your state, and when I heard this years ago when I got into like studying, coaching and self-development, I was just absorbing everything. I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. So changing state, genuine, like in, in the easiest way to describe it, it's just changing the way you feel. And the way in which you can do that is by doing something. So let me give you an example. And this is the very first coaching technique that I ever studied. And it was just like, okay, next one, this was so easy, but it's so profound. If, if you're, and when, when I say it, people are gonna be like, well, duh. But the thing is people don't do it. They just sit and I can talk about the ego, but that's kind of another tangent type thing. If you're feeling sad, first of all, there's a reason why typically anyway there's a reason why it comes with a message as you know every emotion brings a message going back to the changing state if i was to come up to you in your sadness state that you're in right now and ask you, okay promise me right now you'll do something whatever that thing is okay yeah of course jack go ahead ask me the question okay cool what's one thing that you normally do or that you can do right now to make yourself feel what's your desired emotion or um uh, happiness okay cool what could you do right now to feel happy oh i I normally like coloring. I feel like it's a bit weird. I'm an adult and I like coloring these like adult coloring books. Okay, cool. Colour. I
0: color. <laughs>
1: you, congratulations, you changed your state. Yeah, exactly. And like Some people shy away from it. My client does and I'm like, it's not weird at all. Like you said, oh, I'm being really silly. I'm like, no. You like coloring, it's color. It's a mindful thing to do. But it was just an example that come yeah. up for me. And it's changing state is very simple. Okay, if you're feeling tired, do something that's gonna create energy put some music on, like stick on Harry Styles, whatever music is you like, go for a walk and get some sunlight. Five minutes later, your state is now changing. You're feeling happy, excited, or just calm compared to where you were before. Mm. So that's, that's state changing in its in its simplest form. It's just doing something that's gonna make you feel X and whatever X is, is whatever the fuck you want it to be. If you wanna feel sad, congratulate. Okay, go ahead, do something. You're going to make yourself feel sad, listen to a sad song, put on a crying face and you might cry and feel sad. You know, whatever that, it may be, it's all it's all down to your desired choice.
0: Sorry to butt in, Jack, but on that, is there a time where you should just let yourself feel sad or let yourself feel those emotions? And if so, how do you distinguish when the right time is to let yourself go into that and when you actually need to pull yourself out?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's a really, really good point. My answer is probably going to be different to the you know eight billion other people out there because it just just makes sense for me. Um, like I've had some drastic breakthroughs at the lot, like probably like two big breakthroughs slash they looked like <laughs> breakdowns, um, probably over the last uh, August September. So probably like three months, maybe two or three months. I needed that, but at the time it felt mm-hmm. like shit. Like these emotions were so high in sadness, regret. Um, and maybe disappointment and things like that, but I needed to feel them for a release. So for me, I cry probably. Um, I'm trying to think now. It's it's, t- it's not it's it's normally like I say maybe like once a month, once every six weeks or something. And typically, what happens to me? I don't really know how this works. I'm not delved into it too much. I will go through life as normal. Of course, I get my things that add up over time. And typically, I'll just I'll feel it like a day before. And I'll just, yeah. all I'll do is I'll wait for like, typically my girlfriend to be like, are you okay? For me, that's green light. Um, So I can just feel it in my chest. And I think this is probably because I've grown in my self-awareness with just thinking, like I said earlier on in this podcast, I just think and feel. Um, and the more you do that, the more aware you become. So going back to your point of like, when is it okay? <laughs> It's a hard one because this could be different for different people. Um, Like, you know, some people I know are much more quote unquote emotional when it comes to the sadness thing. So they feel it quite more often mm. than I do. I would, if I was to give guidance on it, I would say, look at it as a release. Um. Also look at it as a non-judgmental emotion, such as like sadness and you're probably feeling mm-hmm. it for a reason. So you can kind of treat it as a bit of a tool, like a, like a tactic and say, like, okay, interesting. I'm feeling sad right now. Obviously this is like in an ideal mm. scenario when you can talk to yourself like this when you're feeling sad, but you can be like, okay, I'm feeling sad right now. Why? The big three letter mm. question, why, why is this? It comes with a message and you can, of course, change your life for the better. Um, but it's a really interesting question you ask actually, because the way I approach self-development is trying to be your best, for majority of the time but we have to feel these negative emotions sometime and I think it's um, important to tap into to release them understand them and sit with them your second question as a follow-up was when's it a good time to pull yourself out I think and this is probably going to be a shitty answer I think the the person feeling it should just know when enough is enough for them mm. and I think again people would people can decide that and it's um it's a hard probably answer to here because people might be going through some tough times and they might be like i just don't know well just ask yourself have you had enough have you had enough right now of feeling this low yeah. like and if the answer is yes then just just try and do something about it whether it's go for a walk or just look into self-development mental health work whatever it may be um so yeah I, I there's probably not a specific answer for that but i just think going back to my example with when i was depressed years ago enough was just enough um it was actually super sad like I was looking for something from my mum's whatsapp conversation and I like found a message from 2018 or 19 whenever it was and I like saw messages that I'd sent to her and I was like I'm just going to the pub with like the boys because I just feel so sad sitting on my own and I was fucking like heartbroken looking at the message because it was like holy shit Mm -hmm. I remember how like low that was and I'm just so glad I sat there one day and went nope enough is enough I'm done with this now yeah. I, I want to feel happy and then I'd like the best year of my life I went to like in New York like Greece I, I just was like everything's yeah. a yes right now and you know it's um yeah so in an answer to your question it, it is, it's great to feel it for the element of release and growing your self-awareness it's yeah. not so great to sit there and let it dictate your life so it's like enough's enough and make some changes I hope that kind of was a good answer to that question
0: yeah no definitely and I agree with everything that you said there because if I think to myself like something happened yesterday evening which triggered a lot of anxiety in me and Mm -hmm. this has taken years of practice as well but also the caveat to that it is so worth the years of practice to get to this point Mm. I noticed that oh panicky feeling in my chest I'm feeling a little bit anxious and things were coming up There was a lot of rejection things were feeling so immediately I get my journal out and I write down what I'm feeling and when I go to my journal I'm not going to it knowing what I'm writing and how I'm going to figure it out but as I start writing it starts unfolding and I'm not really thinking about what I'm writing it's just sort of coming out of me if that makes sense and I'm able to find the answers of what I why where that anxiety is coming from why the rejection triggered me and what all other possible scenarios could actually be and -hmm. then I managed to calm myself down and take myself out of that anxiety and panic that I was feeling extremely quickly um Mm -hmm. so I think it was just I just wanted to like highlight just how transformational these skills can actually be because before i probably would have let myself sit in that for a lot longer but now because i've built up that self-awareness these tools and i understand how to use them i know that i don't actually need to sit in this anymore i can deal with it very very quickly because this is just showing me something that i've not dealt with yet an, an unhealed part of myself that's looking for attention um, and I just think it's fascinating when you get to that point. So there's a bit of hope for anyone that's like right at the beginning, it's fucking worth doing the work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, yeah, it's like a reaffirmation of, of my point that I always like say to people when they judge themselves for like feeling sad or like they're, they're angry that they're sad. And it's like every emotion comes of a message. Sometimes they're really obvious and sometimes they're not. Like anxiety is a perfect one. It's probably one I see most common or get like asked or I mm. probe into like friends or my, my partner or whatever. Because like, I'm feeling really anxious. Okay, why? No, like, I don't know. Okay, yes, you do. Search for it. Just wait. I do it with my clients, like I hear them say, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, I know that's your default response that you've used over the last 20, 30 years. I don't know. You do know. You just don't know yet. And I know that sounds really stupid, like you just constitute yourself, Jack. You just have to search for it. Because if you say you're anxious, yeah. your brain somewhere has gone into fight or flight mode and it's just trying to keep you alive. That's the that's the only primary function of the adrenaline and and the um, you know things getting released into your body to keep you alive so something in your brain your physiology is going Laura like this is we are not safe right now let's let's get out of here introducing adrenaline and then you're like fuck I don't need to run anywhere right now because here's the thing I'm going to go off on a tangent here because anyone who suffers anxiety listening right now this is going to help you Anxiety is very useful. You would not be here if you didn't have anxiety. You'd have walked in the road, saw a car come in, not known it was dangerous, and then got potentially hit by a car. That's just a little example for you. Anxiety is going to be like, um, move, and you get out of the way. So anxiety is an incredibly helpful thing. However, it's not very helpful when you're about to go on a first date, or a meeting, or a business <laughs> call, or a flight, or something like that. And if you can just have the understanding that anxiety, there is, sorry, anxiety is there to keep you safe, You can therefore then go like, oh, thanks brain, appreciate you. Why are you feeling this way? Then you can realize, "Mm, I've always been scared of flights. Okay, why? Because I don't want to die. Okay, fair enough. What are the chances of you dying right now? What evidence have you got to support this? And then just think about things that way to bring yourself back to a state of relaxation. Introduce Mm. some breathing. Well done. You've just healed your anxiety momentarily. So everything comes with a message. And yeah, it's really interesting that you had something like of course yesterday, um, but as I said, you've grown in your self-awareness that you can now do the self-exploration and have a mini coaching session with yourself with a pen and paper to get mm. to the bottom of it and then feel better. Or you just sit in it and struggle, mm. but you know, the second option sucks. So yeah. do the first one.
0: Yeah, that sucks, <laughs> definitely. And I do just want to go back to changing because I know I butted in with you, um, yeah, butted in with you there. Um, so can you just go back to talking a little bit more about what we can actually do to change state as well?
1: Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, that, I, I kind of cut it into two, didn't I? Yeah, so the changing state concept, again, you, you just do things to create an emotion and you get to pick whatever that emotion is. Very, very simple. I think, um, oh, I don't need to try to thought. Yeah, so changing state and th- that was it. It was just about, it does come down to awareness it does come down to awareness of like figuring out what it is you're feeling and then what is it that you want to feel. And of course, like the easy option is for me to just say, do something that's going to make you feel good. But I think at the same time, it's just about thinking differently. And like for me, coaching and self-development and with, with a potential client or prospect, the results that I see is when they just start to think about things differently in a way, and this is a weird sentence, in a way in which it serves them. So the thinking that they're doing in their own head serves them. So, you know, when I was depressed, for example, that is just an abundance and a, dis, um, what's the word I'm looking for, an elongated period of time of, of sadness, just to make it easier to describe my depressive period. If you look at that on paper, what is it I need to do? Well, I need to decrease the emotions of sadness and increase emotions of happiness and gratitude and all the other positive ones. So then I just get to work, you know, I just get to work. Of course, again, aligned action, state changing, and doing things is great, but 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 you're never going to switch your head off unless in a in a brilliant meditative state for a certain amount of minutes, unless you're a monk certain hours. But you just have to think mm-hmm. about things differently, and and this comes down to, um, let me think of an example really really quickly. Okay, say if you're depressed or really sad following a breakup, and you finally decide to get back in the dating scene, you're on these dating apps, or you go and speak to someone at a bar, and you feel an element of rejection. Okay. Introducing your first choice here, you can either choose to feel rejected and then snowball effect in these thoughts thinking this must mean I'm unattractive, this must mean I'm not enough, this must mean I'm never going to be loved again, you chose all of that, those thoughts, so you've chosen your emotion, so why don't you try the other one next time, so again you go out to another person at a bar or you you swipe someone on another dating app, you get rejected because they don't really want you, okay they probably, I'm just might not be their type, maybe they're not feeling it today maybe they're in a bad mood maybe they're just looking for sex and i'm looking for i'm not looking for sex one. i'm looking for something serious maybe that's what they're thinking how do you feel right now eh, eh, not great of course but i feel all right on to the next one congrats you've chosen those thoughts and that's created the emotion that you want it's all about intentional thought choosing i always say this on my very first session with clients when we go about looking at the habits and routines and we talk to, talk about journaling journaling is a great tool for and this is what i title it as intentional thought or intentional Mm. thought choosing. If you wanna think certain things, grab a pen and paper because then you've got something you can actually physically look at and have a task to do. Write down 10 things you're grateful for, five things you love to say to yourself, and three things you've done well so far this week or this day. Okay, you probably feel good right now, right? After you've just done that, yeah, feel great. Fucking carry on then. Carry on thinking that way. Or, again, I always do this ultimatum thing. Or, don't, your choice but carry on feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. That is up to you. And, th- and that's how I approach yeah. it because, you know, they come to me or they just want to feel better. All right, feel better then. Like th- think about it this way. It's, it's, just, it's just how I see these things now. And, it, and it's probably sounds um, really like easy for me to say, but but it's just how what I believe that things are so doable. Mm-hmm. So just do them and think mm-hmm. about them in a certain way. And, and people obviously see the benefits of that. So something must be working.
0: You reminded me of something my therapist used to say to me a lot in the beginning, which is whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. And I used to get triggered (laughs) by that. I was like, I'm not choosing this. (laughs) Yeah. Now I understand. And I absolutely love that quote. And I think it um, is a perfect reflection of, of what you were just explaining there. And Jack, I have honestly loved this podcast today I think there's going to be so many thought-provoking moments for all of our listeners to take away um but sort of before we say our goodbyes is there anything that you feel would be really helpful for our listeners to know something that you want to share or just to add to, to what we've spoken about today
1: I think the 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 main things I talk about are the things that come up to me in the immediate, um, you know, things I would love for people to think about. My my mission and my purpose is to is is first of all for people to recognize, and this is kind of just a summary, really. is just to recognize that the life that you have right now can be improved with intentional action and intentional thought. So it's just to try some things, and these can be small things that are cheap slash free slash quick, or they can be really big things, of course actions have consequences so if you do a cheap quick action you're going to get results if you invest time energy and of course this world's biggest currency which is money along with time you're going to get even bigger results so if this you can start how I started um, which is just picking up a journal or sorry a a bit of paper but if you want to do what I did you get like a nice leather one so the habit looks attractive like read atomic habits if you haven't um, like make, make the habit attractive grab a nice like pen and paper And again, a three-step process. Write down things you're grateful for, write down things that you love about yourself and write down things you're doing well right now. Look into self-development books, like find some ones, if you're not the biggest reader like I'm not, find ones that aren't many pages so it doesn't look so like, well, shit, I don't want to do this. But overall, in summary, a really nice three-letter word here, which everyone knows in the English language that can really help you out here to improve your life, try. Like just fucking try and improve things for yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to stay. And if you're staying, then nothing's going to change. And you don't like that. And that's why you're listening to this podcast or so we're having this conversation. So go back to the top of that graph, fucking try, do something about it. Um, and then ultimately, just have the belief that things can get better for you. And going back to my point of things that are like easy or hard or, or bigger investment, sorry. So the first one is self development, which is journaling, reading, meditating, going for walks. Or, and I fucking wish I had this, and of course I'm biased, and probably so are you, Laura, when you come to talking these things, invest in help. Like, I've done counselling, I've done, like, hypnotherapy and certain things, and of course I've done coaching. I am now a coach, so if you're listening to Laura talking and you're, like, wanting to get into, like, nutrition, wellness, and overall just, like, holistically improve your life, chat to Laura if you like my approach chat to me and or chat to another coach or another person that you see on a TikTok or instagram mm-hmm. i don't care my main thing is just you don't like your life you don't like these aspects okay change it just so just overall try and do yeah. something about it um but i've and you've probably done the same laura you get just so much more accelerated life change with working with someone because as coaches is what we do is we picture you in a little black room and we get our torch out and we shine torches in the dark corners of your life that you don't even know know there. In those dark corners is where the answers are to your questions of your life struggles. So that's what a coach does. So invest in help because that's why people like us exist Um, or just try things Mm -hmm. yourself. But yeah, that's what I would finish on is just overall giving things a good fucking go and improving your life, basically.
0: Love that thank you so much for joining us today and before you leave one final thing where can people find you have you got anything on at the moment that they might be interested in and um, yeah give us the details
1: yeah no again like thank you for having me on um I really, really appreciate it, it was uh, an absolute pleasure talking about this stuff I love it um, where can people find me? So yeah, two main things I'm like pushing right now. One is my own podcast. Um, everything is mental podcast, which the lovely Laura has featured on. I, I love that that podcast. It was such a good episode. So yeah, everything is mental podcast on um, Spotify, Apple podcast. So feel free to listen to my dulcet tones for more if, if you'd like. Um, in terms of social media, if you actually want to talk to me or like the way that I aggressively talk about changing your life for the better, Instagram is my main thing right now. It says Jack Tipper underscore LifeCoach. Um, feel free to drop me a DM if you want to hash out anything I've discussed or I've triggered you in an argument. Feel free. Um, or just follow on with the content. But um, yeah, no, Laura, I really, really appreciate you uh, having this discussion with me today. It was, it was uh, really, really good. And hopefully it's helped some people along the way.
0: Definitely. Thank you, Jack. Oh, that was fab. Do you feel seen after listening to this episode? (laughs) Because I know I do. And I could absolutely sit here and talk to Pippa for hours on end about all of these things that we covered today. So many nuggets of knowledge. A lot of things for me to personally reflect on as well, which I absolutely love. Whenever I have guests on here, they always get me to open up my own way of thinking. And I always leave every episode with a new realisation. So I hope that you benefited from this. I'm absolutely sure that you did. Please make sure that you go and connect with Pippa. You register for some of her masterclasses her resources just send her a message let her know that you listened to this episode what resonated with you send me a message as well like we both want to hear from you and please don't forget to subscribe follow rate this episode share it on your stories on your socials in your girls whatsapp chat because I am sure this will be a really helpful episode to many other women out there. So thanks again for tuning in to today and I will see you very soon.